The views and opinions expressed on the following program are that of the host and their guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of CJAM FM. This is Dale Elad Demore of the Spies and Guitar Army, and you're now listening to CJAM 99.1 FM, now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. And you're listening to Win City Sports. Yo, what's good? You're listening to CGM Radio 99.1 FM. We are now reaching higher ground in Windsor and Detroit. You're listening to Windsor's only local sport podcast. With your host as always, Drake Demore. This is Win City Sports. Win City Sports is here on CGM every Thursday with new episodes live at 8 p.m. Replays on Mondays at 12 noon p.m. And you can hear every single one of our old shows on SoundCloud.com, CJAM.ca, now also featured on the Wii Podcast site and app. And as well, we also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram account. We'll talk all about that at the end of the show, as we normally do. Today is Thursday, February 8th, 2018, and it is episode 82 of Wind City Sports. This week on Wind City Sports, we're going to talk to former Border City Wrestling champion, and one half of their tag team champions, Phil Atlas. Talking all about his career, Border City Wrestling, and the event coming up on March 3rd at St. Clair College. It's March Breakdown 2018. Before we get into that, we're going to have to take care of two orders of business that we do here on Wind City Sports every week, kicking things off with our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. This week, our Athletes of the Week are Brett Borsma of the track and field team and Eve Uesu of the women's basketball team. Eve had a great weekend for the Blue and Gold as the Lancers swept their weekend games over Laurier and Western. She finished the weekend leading the team with 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 2 steals. Brett, on the other hand, also had a great weekend at the Akron Invitational in Akron, Ohio, throwing a season's best 15.64 meter in the men's shot put, earning his second gold medal in the event. So congratulations to the both of them on becoming our Windsor Lancers Athletes of the Week. Now we're going to have to take a quick moment to hear a PSA from CJAM. Following that, we're going to get right into the interview with Phil Atlas, so don't go anywhere. Are you a new or returning student at the university? Looking for a creative outlet that incorporates music and fun? Why not volunteer at CJAM FM? Volunteering isn't hard. All you need are a pair of headphones and the enthusiasm to learn. So grab some friends and email programcjam at gmail.com or come on down to the station. We're located in the basement of the CAW Student Centre on the UWIN campus. And tune into CJAM anytime on the UWINSOR app or online at www.cjam.ca. First off, what I want to know is if you're from Windsor, were you like born and raised here as a kid or, or what? I was, I was born and raised in Windsor, yes. So, growing up, did you go to BCW shows? Uh, yeah, actually. I actually was uh, selling tickets for them that one time. I was talking. I got into contact with Chuck Fierce's shows, and they were looking for help uh, promoting the shows, right? This is before <laughs> the internet, even. Yeah. This is maybe the internet was just starting. Like, it wasn't really what it is today. So, they needed little runners to help promote the shows, right? And I got cut selling uh, the BCW tickets. And I remember they just put me to work. I was one of the events staff. Well, I was just, I was young. I was like, trying to think what grade I was in. Was it grade eight or nine? Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so. Yeah. Cool. So is that how you uh, ended up getting into training, too? Or you kind of, like, around the right people and were like, hey, this is, I want to try this out, or what? 
at a certain age, I was just watching it. I was really just super influenced by it. I just said, that's what I'm going to do. And then, you know, everyone's like, including my parents, thought it was just a, a passing fad. Mm-hmm. It would just pass, right? Yeah. But uh, obviously, I just uh, did never faded away, and I stuck with it. And, uh, yeah, I started training in 2003, probably three. And it's just, uh, I had a connection with fear, and I just had, you know, I had to wait till I was 18. And uh, I think I was 17, actually, when I started training. Mm-hmm. Either way. I was, uh, you know, I remember I was just getting out of high school. I was still in high school. And, uh, yeah, I just uh, found out how much I had to pay. I saved it up with a paper route, and I got jobs, and I just kept saving it up until I could afford it. And I got it, boom, right on the spot. And I actually, uh, who really kicked me in the ass and got me started to, to really, I was going to do it anyway, but who really got me going, like, the time is on right now. And then I was at the gym, and I was just working out. And uh, you're familiar with Albert Verso. Oh, yeah. Me and him go way back, way back. So he uh, he came he came running to the gym. He's like, you ready to do this? And I'm like, what, you want to do this today? He's like, we talked about this. And he's just like, oh, I was trying to push it off for some reason, right? He's like, we're doing this. You have the money. I have the money. Let's do this. And I literally just stopped what I was doing at the gym. I said, okay. And then we went and did it. And it was, uh, it was go time since then. Wow, that's pretty cool, man. So we're going to talk a little bit about more uh, more about training at KNM, but uh, I didn't want to skip over this question. When you were still a fan, what do you remember about going to uh, those wrestling events at, at the Chichero Club? Meeting these legends and stuff. I remember meeting King Kong Bundy and yeah. uh, you know and uh, Bushwhacker Luke, you know, who is someone I've done tours with now. And like and, you know, what he had, you know when I was a kid, you mm-hmm. know, it was just crazy you think like 50 10 years or whatever it's been like now you're doing tours with this guy and you know it's pretty crazy um what else i remember just being so like empty like have you been going to the show since then oh i haven't yeah i've been going almost since so they started like are you are you familiar with uh remember the, in the crowd they were called the unruly yep uh i didn't put that uh that name to them you know what i mean but i talked well, to Aiden prince like, and like, that's what he said too was he part? Was he unruly? Yeah, that's what he said. Oh, that dude! <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I, uh, I I was part of the other group. There was like another group, but we weren't really neighbors. So we were just you know having a good time and just you know supporting like supporting the show, right? Mm. Having a good time and enjoying the show. And uh, we would compete with the unruly's back then. Me and my buddies and everyone that I kind of grew up with and on the, on the east end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like all the Windsor guys. It was just yeah, it was it was really. It made the show more intense because we're just competing with each other. You know, that's, that's what cool. I remember. Yeah. I just remember being very enthusiastic and just, uh-huh. you know, just so like I'm. I want to do this. I need yeah. to get in that ring. I want to do this. I want to do this. You know, the big name thing. That's uh, another thing that translates into into your training because so many, uh, to me, big names have come out of Can-Am Wrestling School. Wherever they end up is another story. But uh, you came in into the school probably and onto the scene at a pretty uh, pivotal time with all those big name guys like Eric Young, Bobby Roode, and the Motor City Machine Guns, just to name a few. And I'm sure those guys stand out to you. But who would you say that you were like proud of to be to have been trained by or trained with? Rather it be someone like Scott Demore, Tyson Dukes, who may have been training you, or maybe someone that you uh, trained alongside with, or even like sometimes they might have special people, special guests come in and and uh, show you uh, some stuff. 
I see what you're saying. Well, when I first started, it was kind of very busy. I think, like, you know, he was just starting up, so he was just on the road all the time and, you know, flying out to where he needed to be. And uh, it was Joey Legend, actually, that uh, was the head trainer there at the time when I first started. And uh, Alex Shelley was there, you know, just popping in because he was, he was hungry at the time and he wanted to, you know, he wanted to be in TNA as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was in there and he just really took a liking to me. So I really throw him under when I say, like, who trained me? He really had a big part in training me. And he also had a big part in finding me, booking and bringing me along with him and, and, and getting these promoters to meet me and put me on, you know. And I would get paid for it, too, at a very young point in my career where, like, there's a lot of guys really nowadays, or even, like, it's as you, you know, you have to work your way up. And I just, I feel like I got way more opportunities just getting that, that rapport with Alex Shelley. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being in the school until, you know, 11 or midnight, you want to try something, you want to try different things and keep going, you know what I mean? It was just, you know, I was scratching something for a while, but <laughs> it worked out, right? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then you can say that it was a guy like Alex Shelley, you know, it wasn't just... Uh, do you remember yeah. your first match um, in general and maybe your first match in BCW? I do. I do. It was, uh, my first match was in BCW. Mm-hmm. It was at the... At one point, it was called Octane, I want to say. It was on Howard and yeah, Eugene, uh, right on the corner. It was like a pl- it was yeah. in a plaza or something. Yeah, that's where my first match happened. It was uh, March of two thousand four. Uh, me and Brad Martin mm-hmm. against uh, Reverso, but he didn't go by Reverso at the time, and a guy by the name of Chris Quant. Yeah, I remember I didn't even really have gear yet, so I didn't make the best gear I could. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, I, Scott was like, I went up to Scott, I'm like, I'm like well, what am I going to call myself? He's like, you're, you're going to be the real name. So I'm like, oh, okay. So then he, had to, he did the same thing to reverse stuff. And uh, Brad Martin just uh, is not his real name, so mm-hmm. it worked out for Brad Freaking. That's exactly what I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, and it was a tag match, obviously. And uh, I think we had about eight to ten minutes. Yeah, and we thought, like, I thought it was decent. I mean, uh, like we got to the back and obviously got chewed out for a number of things we did. But, yeah, I mean, it just got me motivated to, to, to really get at this and really just try to master this craft, you know what I mean? Because I look at it as a complete art form. I mean, obviously, there's uh, the athletic part of it, but it's also art. I mean, you're performing, so mm. you got to get better at all the aspects of uh, professional wrestling. You can't just get good at the at one thing, right? you got to be adaptable. Mm-hmm. Going back to the 04 days, I think it was around there, maybe 05, I want you to tell me what it was like to be uh, tag team champions with Jimmy Jacobs. He's always been a pretty big name. Uh, you guys were yeah. the last champions at one point until they were revived. Uh, so probably back then, you know, you were pretty fresh into it and I don't know how long Jimmy had been around, but just a year in. Tell me about that. We did that. The Bret Hart show. We had a Bret Hart show at Chuck, and Nate Matson and Danny Daniels were the uh, tag team champs. And uh, I knew I was going to wrestle them, but I definitely didn't think we were going to go over, right? And I knew, and I knew, I knew I was going to team with Jimmy J. I think they uh, they put me in that situation because they saw that I had potential. And I think they just wanted me to get in there with some veterans because I was working Nate Madsen. I was wrestling uh, Nate Madsen and Danny Daniels, and I was in there with Jimmy Jacobs, and I'm, I'm in there with veterans now. I've been around for, you know, a number of years. So, I, you know, I learned a lot to support wrestling with those guys. 
and working alongside Jimmy Jacobs, you know, he's he's uh, he's been he was known for like his tag team wrestling you know, with Tyler Black, you know, Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. um, and all that. So like it was just it was a great again a great experience, and it's all especially I think mean, all there's no gaining experience points. It's just you, you you take those in and you just kind of you know hopefully move forward and try to do your best. And I just that's exactly what I did. It's pretty cool, man. Like you said, it's just uh, you're pretty fresh into it. So for you to get that opportunity is just one thing I want to talk about. We've retired for like years, right? We were talking about that the the tag team division in BCW and how it kind of faded out, and it's uh, been brought back. It's pretty awesome. Yes, it has, and it's very interesting right now. I'm not sure. Do you uh, do you know uh, what's going on? I think we'll I know talk about that later. We'll it's coming up. Later. It's coming up. It's coming up. We'll let exactly. you uh, clear. Ahead of yeah, <laughs> we'll let you clear the air. Anything or uh, you know, talk a little bit freely in a few moments. But my next question is kind of kind of uh, generic. Like you said, you've been around for just over 10 years now, probably 10, 13 years, and all of those years in BCW. So, uh, again, generic question, what does BCW mean to you? What are some things that stand out to to yourself about the the events and the crowds and all that stuff? It's like ingrained in my memory. I had to go in since I was super young and just trying to evolve to all of a sudden now I'm on the stage. And doing it, first of all, first I was just a kid watching the crowd. Now I'm selling tickets for them. Yeah, and then next thing you know, I'm on a stage, and then boom, it just kind of snowballed into bigger and better things, and I just got more opportunities, and I just, I took every one of them, basically, whatever I was offered at the time, and I just did it. And that was my exit. Just to aspire and do as much things as I can do in a little amount of time. So, I mean, that's for about 15 years, though, so it's not so <laughs> little now. It's uh it's been over well yeah. over a decade, you know, it's a decade and a half. So, yeah. So, uh, one big part of your uh, at least BCW career. I mean, you've done a lot of stuff outside of BCW. We're going to talk about, but I uh, recently posted that video of uh, Tyson Dukes when he was on the show, talking about his favorite yeah. BCW matches and you know mentions of the two matches that you guys had, including that big cage match. Uh, is that feud something that you're proud of? Something that uh, stands out in your mind? This is. Uh, I was a huge fan of Tyson Dukes when I was a kid watching, right? Like I was, uh, I got his autograph. You know what I mean? I loved it. I loved his dance. I just loved the way he did his moves and stuff. I was just a super fan of Tyson Dukes. And then uh, when I got started, I'd meet him at shows. It was just like, hey, how are you doing, type thing. But then he ended up moving to Windsor. He just showed up at the uh, the wrestling school out of nowhere. I was just like, hey, man, what are you doing here? He's like, yeah, I moved out here. So all of a sudden, I'm seeing way more of Tyson Dukes. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing him like three, four times a week. Sometimes we're going out and doing stuff and. You know, becoming friends, you know, and uh, and then that's just kind of evolved into this uh, this big dude, and I got the title shot with Tyson, and the, the whole thing was just great, you know what I mean? The the energy of the crowd at the time too, because me and Tyson could have been more couldn't have been more different. You know, he had his fans and I had my fans, and it was just it was half and half most of the time. So it was just you know it was just, it was great to beat off that. You remember his dance, right? Oh, I remember the dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, for some reason, but at that time, I thought that was genius. <laughs> I thought that was the best. So I don't know. I really got a liking to him at a young age, like watching him, and then it just all kind of just evolved, right? Exactly. But anyway, we're getting. Uh, yeah, let's stop talking about Tyson. Let's talk about, uh, I, I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for Tyson. I love Tyson. I mean, me and him have had that was a. Uh, a great memory that people to this day still talk about that, that cage match when he suplexed me over the top. Yeah, people still talk to me to this day. I'll be anywhere and people will be like, 
just bring up that match all the time. So obviously, like it had that big match feel too. It was, just, it was a great moment. Yeah, it was dude. a great moment. It hurt though. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't have to say that, but holy, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and it was, uh, it was his idea, obviously, and I, you know, <laughs> and I, we we went with it and we did it, you know. But yeah. uh, hey, we're alive. I just remember. I remember when we started bleeding. I remember looking in the crowd, and every like woman and girl in the crowd, their hands were over their face, and we just looked horrified. <laughs> That's how you know you're you getting know through to them, right? Oh man, they were looked horrified. And the worst part about it, my mom was in the crowd. <laughs> By the time when I was up on that cage, when me and Tyson got up there, she, she just turned around, I guess, and then she just left. She heard the fall and she just laughed. Yeah. <laughs> she said, "Screw this." <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. yeah. You know, by the end of that match, though, you ended up uh, taking the title. I think actually you were already champion, defended the title in the cage. I was champion. Yeah. So like you said, just um, watching Tyson wrestle, training with him, and then you ended up taking the belt from him. Um, is that like obviously, like you said, like you said, uh, being involved in BCW for so long, uh, is that something that you were incredibly proud of to be their champion? Of course, it felt good. It felt very uh, like I accomplished something you know I, when i was uh doing it like i was wanted to be in the main event when i was watching these guys i was like i want to be there you know what i mean and i did it and um i remember what stands out in my mind when tyson was a champion for almost four years at that point mm-hmm. yeah, he yeah. like he ran he ran border city wrestling he was the man and i got the shot with him and uh, i remember we we built it up big and uh, a lot of people came out to it and I think we went like 40 minutes and it was super hot in that building and I was ready to just pass out and like just collapse, right? But Tyson's a machine and he just kept me going. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, we beat the, we beat the crap out of each other in there. And, uh, we went for 40 minutes and, uh, I, then, uh, obviously I dropped him with the tombstone. He kicked out and I picked him up for the cradle tombstone and boom, knocked him out one, two, three. And then we had the big celebration. I remember, uh, my, my two friends from high school tried to, uh, jumped over the barricade, and I saw the security guards like grabbing them and trying to kick him out. And I was like, "No, no stop, stop, stop!" I didn't know they were going to do this, but they did it. And then the, uh, the, the security guard like let him go, and they slid in the ring and put me up on their shoulders. I'm like, "You guys have to, he's like, what are you doing?" Like, then they're celebrating with me, and they put me down. I'm like, "Okay, now leave, leave, just get out of here, leave." <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, this is a point of story. I remember Scott Demore was waiting behind the curtain. And uh, I came up there uh, finally, you know, after I celebrated. Oh, that was for like 55 minutes at that point. Just exhausted. And uh, he was there, and he shook my hand, and he said, congratulations. That was a great match. He said, probably the best police BCW title match you've ever seen in BCW history or something like that. He just, uh, you know, he said something good for once, you know. <laughs> and uh, that stuck in my head because I was just like, finally, I won the approval of, you know, the big man, Scott tomorrow. So, and then we then we got into that case match and then we did the what we did there and it was just the whole thing. It was just like I said, very memorable. Yeah, that's wicked, man. That was around the time that uh, BCW was kind of coming back too. They had a small yeah, hiatus. Small right? hiatus, yeah. But then we had a lot of we had a small hiatus and I didn't think even Scott was really I don't know what was going on at the time. Well, shows weren't really happening and uh, so uh, yeah, we started that. We came back, you know, promoting harder, bringing it back, and it, it was. It was because there was so much talent that was like was uh, coming out of that school, and there was just so much, you know, everyone was eager to do shows, and it was a Can-Am Rising show. Yeah, actually, is when I won the mm-hmm. Border City show. 
because it was um, it was uh, Scott was just kind of affiliated with that. He didn't even really mm-hmm. run it. I think he gave it to uh, I don't remember if he gave it right to Holly and I think uh, Holly and Matt too. Quickly, but uh, he gave it to him. They they were the ones in charge of promoting shows, and I had a lot to do with it too. You know, I was really selling tickets and working hard at that and promotion. And, uh, yeah, he kind of saw that and saw we were building Steve and said, you know, he kind of got the itch again. He said, all right, let's do a big one. And, uh, and that's what we did. That's wicked, man. It's uh, good to get a compliment like that too, right? So. Oh, awesome. yeah. And so at the time, like, Scott, like, he probably still does, but at the time, he hated me. <laughs> he just, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't think he hated me. He just, you know, he just gave me a hard time, an extra hard time than anybody else. And, uh, you know, it motivated me, you know. Cool, man. He's told me I'm huge and like, so, you know, there's, uh, I got nothing bad to say about that guy. Um, so, like I said, that was around the time that uh, they ended up coming back. Like you mentioned, they just had so much good talent, and they've always brought in great talent, like we talked about before. Uh, Scott mean, Hall. Scott Hall, yeah, the 20th anniversary. Yeah. Great uh, show. I think that uh, the one after that, the the Japan one, that one was awesome, too. That's when you got yeah. to uh, you got to wrestle uh, Carl Anderson. Following that, you had a match with PJ oh. Black. You know what happened in that Carl Anderson match? Right when I dove out of the ring, I broke my ankle. I actually remember foot. now, yeah. I remember now. Yeah. yeah, and then I went another, like, eight minutes jumping around and getting flipped around mm-hmm. and landed back in my foot. And I, just, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't think it was broken. I thought it sprained something, whatever, right? I kept going, up, but I was physically limping at that point. Like, everyone knew. That something was wrong for the most part. Yeah, I, I got to the that. back. I, I got, I got to the back, and I just, you know, I, I took off my boot. And I'm just, you know, complaining about it, and everyone was saying, "Oh man, this was broken." So I just, you know, I wrapped it up a little bit, and I went out after. And you know, I went to the after party and I drank and had fun. <laughs> and uh, I literally woke up the next morning. It was like swollen three times as bad, and I just freaked out. And I got yeah. myself to the doctor. Yeah, the next, yeah, yeah, and it was out. Oh, is there anyone like that stands out to you, even if you uh, wrestled them or not? That well, I wrestled Rhino. That was a, a moment because he was in BCW a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I got to. Uh, I ended up traveling a lot with Rhino at one point, seeing him a lot when I was doing tours out in like, Newfoundland, and uh, obviously in like Detroit area and stuff, Michigan, and uh, he would show up at the wrestling school every now and then as well. So uh, when I actually got to wrestle him in the main event. Um, somewhere in Michigan, it was just a surreal moment. It didn't hit me until like, I was in the ring, he made his entrance, and he was just sitting in the ring when he was doing his thing, and I was just like, oh, okay, this is kind of crazy, you know? Yeah. Just because it's just someone I watched for so long. You know, I mean, I remember trying to get uh, ECW on my antenna TV, you know, to watch him do his thing, and it was awesome. I don't know, we used to <laughs> antenna TV, like you, you said. You had to make commitment. It was a commitment to get into that stuff, you know? Nunzio, I remember uh, wrestling Nunzio. Yeah, he was a regular. Uh, I got to wrestle him, and uh, that was a good one that sticks out in my mind as well. There's so many, man. Yeah, they, like, it can uh, go on and on and on. Uh, I the, even like I like my uh, match with uh, John Mullen when he, uh, he actually beat me finally for that championship, and with the assistance of like Scott Demore and Tyson Dukes and like one other guy got involved in that match. But either way. <laughs> Either way, John Bowen beat that time, but that that was a good match, and uh, I'd uh, recommend anyone to check that one out. So, actually, you mentioned uh, doing some tours just now. Uh, so, I'm pretty sure you've done some work in Japan and doing some work with Impact Wrestling. So, what have you done kind of internationally outside of Canada and PCW? Um, just for the 
most part, like early on, I was in Japan a lot, you know, I, I wrestled in Taiwan. A couple tours where there was, uh, with Rene Dupree, you know, out east yeah. in the Maritimes. Those were very memorable. Yeah, for the first, uh, first time I went to Japan, I wrestled with all, all, all Japan pro wrestling. And, uh, currently now I'm with Noah. Last, last tour I did was with Noah, so. Yeah, so I've been going going back and forth from uh, to Japan for uh, quite a while now. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's a great. I mean, that's that's been an experience all in itself. And yeah, it's just it's great. It's great experience to fly out there until once, let alone in those several times, and uh, for something you you know love to do. So mm-hmm. that's one uh, accomplishment I try. I look at it as a, a big accomplishment. So oh, for sure, and it's a rich uh, wrestling culture over there too, right? So. In these venues and, and just with the people, and, you know, at first, you know, I was, the first time I was over there was 2007, so I was still pretty young. And I was, uh, I didn't watch much Japanese wrestling, really. I didn't know much. I mean, I knew some people from, uh, from wherever, but no, I didn't know much, right? And I just kind of just went. You know what I mean? I wasn't guaranteed nothing, I went. Thankfully, I had someone with me that I could, could, could deal with me and contain me. It was Joe Doring. You know what I mean? You know, you know Joe Dolan? Yep. Yeah, he's, is he not the champion course, out there now? I think he is right now. Yes, yeah. I think he is. I think he just picked it back yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> so you see what he did, right? Yep. So, yeah, thankfully me and him were at the same time. So we at least had each other to get by. Because, I mean, it was a big culture shock. And then it was just like, you know, the way they, they do their training is not like you get up in the morning. It's very disciplined. I, it was like military school. You get up a certain time, right? You clean the dojo. You know, you eat at a certain time. Okay, you get ready. You wait. You wait for the trainer to come to the dojo. He gets in, you know, and then you start, and it was just three hours in a hot room, you know, yeah, every day, four, four or five days a week. So it takes a toll on you, especially being away from home. I mean, you can only imagine, right, as a, as a, how young I was. That's true. I was, I hated it. I wanted to go home so bad. But, uh, you know, so I'm, thankfully I did not, and I stayed, and I, and now I've grown to love it. Like, every time I get to go there, it's like, you know, I look forward to it. You know, it's just, at the time, it was just, it was very hard to do. But, again, I didn't uh, skip that opportunity, and I'm glad I did it worked out. That's good, man. You just got to capitalize on everything you can, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, exactly. to kind of bring it back to BCW, and we'll start to wrap it up. Uh, at this point, we have an event coming up in just about a month, uh, and we don't know really the fate of Banks and Atlas. is still in, up in the air. I'll let you uh, clear up anything that you like in that regard. Um, but let's say when it's all said and done, maybe you might have your sights set back on the Can-Am title, or, or are you trying to just uh, figure out the situation here with Banks? Um, you bringing up the uh, the PCW Heavyweight Championship, is uh, I'm not thinking about that right now. I mean, I'm, I'm still the PCW Tag Team Champion. So I'm, my goal is focused on, that, on those two championships. And I don't know, were you at? Uh, the, the University of Windsor at that show? I was not, but I was able to see the video of the matchup. Well, we had a match. It was me and him, me versus him. Uh, I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that match. Um, yeah, there was a, a little back, there was a little problem at the BCW's last event, but I didn't ask whoever booked that match. I didn't ask to fight Brent Banks. I wanted, I actually kind of want to make it work, to tell you the truth. So, um, we got put in that situation. And I wasn't that mad. I saw him in the locker room, and I was I was pretty cool with him. We uh, you know we didn't really talk about anything, but we just said hi to each other. We we're pretty cordial. 
But once I got in that ring and saw him across, you know, looking across the ring at him, I just, it brought back to all the, you know, I don't want to get into anything he's done or anything he hasn't done. But, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons this this happened. And it's time for Brent to realize those reasons and own up to uh, what he's done. And I'm not here to speculate on what he did or, or, or cause any rumors. But, you know, at BCW, I've already, in BCW, I've been around for 15 years. I've, I've already created a lot of memories, a lot of memorable moments. So, March 3rd, Impact Wrestling and Border City Wrestling are coming to town at St. Clair College. And I'm going to tell you this. This is all I'm going to say. Don't even worry about what's going to happen between me and Brent Banks. Just know that I'm going to create another memorable moment in BCW history. And this time, the TV cameras are there for impact. So just it's even bigger. So just, you know, get your tickets for March 3rd is all I'm telling you. And just be excited. Be excited to, to see what I'm going to do. And be excited with, to, what's, for what's going to happen. Because I'm going to take you on a ride. And all you people are going to watch. And uh, it's going to be expensive Brent Banks, unfortunately, for him. So, yeah, that's March 3rd, St. Clair College. You can get tickets from me. You can uh, just contact me directly, and I could uh, definitely point you in the right direction or physically get you the tickets. So, yeah, contact me on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, and I can get you your tickets. Okay, guys, that's all the time we'll have this week for Win City Sports. We'll be back next week, same time and place, with Spider Jones. Until then, smell you later.